Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, Stars fans, it's Jeff Kay, public address announcer for your Dallas Stars, and you're listening to Starcastic Remarks, part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Go Stars! Hello, guys, and welcome back to Starcastic Remarks. Alongside my brothers, Chris and James, my name is Ryan, and we are, ladies and gentlemen, at the final night before Dallas Stars hockey returns to our lives. Introducing... The Dallas Stars. I, I have been waiting for a chance to use the trumpet meme, so we're going to use it now. Hey, I'm so excited. Okay. Anyways, it gives me an excuse to use Chris it. Chris dies looking- inside. <laughs> <laughs> He's all excited and is like, you just ruined it for me, Ryan. I hate you. Yeah, my excitement is gone. Oh, whatever. Don't give me everything. that. No, it's no, not. No, Finally, it's the darkness not. has ended. My happiness can return. I am now a happy person again. Anyways, how are y'all doing? Are y'all doing okay tonight? I am great. My excitement is immeasurable. I don't. I'm gonna. We're moving past all the all the superfluous entry talks. When was the last time you have ever been this excited for the start of a hockey season? I don't. I don't think ever for the start I of a think... sports season. Any sports season in Dallas has there ever been a team more exciting? with more expectations than this year's Dallas Stars. Honestly, I think I was more excited last year, but that's just because it was kind of like my first year that I was following the team like every single game. But this season, I'm looking past the regular season already even, which is scary to think about. But Yeah, that has never happened before, ever. And I mean, I don't think there's ever been a team in Dallas sports in my lifetime, so since 2000, that has ever had 
such big expectations as the Dallas Stars have. I mean, right now, if you don't win the Stanley Cup, you failed on the season. And that is a great place for this team to be. That's exactly where we wanted them to be. And, boy, I'm just ready to get started and watch some hockey. And we are literally less than 24 hours away from, from that happening. We are, we are extremely excited uh, to see the Stars get going. But before we get to that, there's been some things that have been going on in the NHL. Two quick things. Honestly, uh, everyone's talking about it. Connor Bedard made his debut on Tuesday. He's playing again tonight. He scored his first goal tonight. Uh, I'm scared for what this guy can do to the Dallas Stars in the next 20-plus years because he looks very scary. Well, he's, he's not he's not going to matter the next three, so it's all good. <laughs> and then, and another central division thing that happened is, and this is a lot more interesting than the whole Connor Bedard thing, is both uh, Hellebuck and Shifley, who were rumored to possibly wanting to get out of Winnipeg, both signed very long extensions for the exact same dollar amount. I, I can't remember if it was seven and a half or eight and a half. I think it was eight and a half. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Thank you, James. I knew you would have the answer. Um, eight and a half there. I mean, does this change their outlook for this team? Do you see them as a playoff team? I know some of us did not see them as a playoff team, and some of us did. Uh, what, what do you think on their outlook, now, knowing now that that – I mean, because that really does affect the team, right? That that cloud is gone from the fact that your number one center wants to be out. Like, he, he signed for the longest term, and now they can actually sit down and focus on the season. Yeah, it's still a little bit foggy there just because, I mean, that's some weird stuff that was happening all around that team. But the third spot in the Central is fully up for grabs. I mean, almost any team could take that spot right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I think that's kind of what it comes down to with those two re-signing. I mean, they look at the Central and they're like, this is a weak division and we could probably win, win into the playoffs by ourselves. <laughs> like, honestly. Really could. I, I still believe there's going to be three teams from the Central that make it and five from the Pacific. There's too many teams in the Pacific that are, I mean, really good teams. And and one of them is Seattle, who made their uh, season debut on Tuesday against the Golden Knights, who ro rose their banner to the rafters uh, for their Stanley Cup final victory last year. So hopefully we'll get to start, see the Stars do that on opening night next season. But... What are you expecting from this team this upcoming season? What are you, what's some big storylines? What do you all want to talk about? Because there's so many things that we could talk about. Yeah, I, I think we could talk about expectations first. I mean, this should be one of the premier teams in the league, and they should be expecting to go against every other team's best shot that they have that night. This is a team that's going to get circled every time they come up against another team's schedule. And they should be ready for that, and they should still dominate them. I mean, you look at this lineup, it's one of the best lineups in hockey with one of the best goaltenders, one of the best defensemen, and some of the best young players that are coming up as well. There's no reason for this team not to be absolutely dominant. And I mean, if you're looking at regular season, which obviously isn't our final goal, regular season, you should be looking at the top prize. You'd be looking at President's Trophy. That's how good this hockey team is. We're, we're, we're not considered a dark horse anymore last year we very much were i mean a lot of a lot we of were dark horse. people didn't no, even we were we were totally a dark horse ryan we snuck into the playoffs the season before and we we fired our coach we got a new coach we had we still have our young player robertson who kind who came in he kind of had 
a breakout year. And then he did it even more so last season, even more. I mean, no one expects that that's, that's coming out of left field. And then, and then everyone around the whole team does better even. I mean, yep. that, that, that came out of nowhere for a lot of people. Yeah. No more dark horse anymore though. They're, everyone they, knows who you they're are. They're expected to do this now. I mean, Robertson is on everyone's top forward list now, yeah. no matter who's you look at. I mean, he, he just keeps scoring even though the rest of the team kind of slowed down a little bit. I mean, he just kept going and going and going. I guess the biggest thing and the biggest question we could ask of this team uh, when it comes to expectations is the obvious question. Are they going to live up to those expectations at the end of the year? Are we going to look at the regular season and then look at the playoffs and say, they fulfilled those expectations or did they fall short? The thing that's really scary to think about is the fact that anything less than I think a Stanley Cup final would be, even if they lose, I think that I would be okay with that. I wouldn't be super okay with that, but that's the expectation is to get to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. But in in any case in the playoffs for me, it's how they lose. I mean, that that's really the key there. I mean, you can lose in the first round, but if the team on the other side is just playing out of their mind and goes all the way and destroys everyone else, it doesn't matter. Or they have a goaltender like Marty Turco did against the Vancouver Canucks those years ago, where he had three shutouts and lost and lost the series. No, I'd and be pretty pissed if that happened. That see that that's what I'm talking about. Like, and that that goes to your point, James. I don't even know if those excuses are valid. I mean, if you look at the Stars, if they are playing their best hockey, they will beat any other team. I don't think there's a team that can beat them if the Stars are playing at their best. And last year in the playoffs, they were not playing at their best. And they still got to the conference final and had a real shot at being the Stanley Cup champion. So I I, I get what y'all are saying with those kind of things, but no, that's that, there's no excuse. I mean, this team is good enough to win the Stanley Cup. That is what it is expected of them. Speaking of expectations, let's let's listen to a couple of quotes from some scouts who are talking who are not affiliated with Dallas and what they're saying about the Dallas Stars. I would say Dallas is one of four teams in the West that could win the Stanley Cup right now. To me, it's Dallas, Colorado, Vegas, and Edmonton. Then everyone else. I think if you picked one of those four teams to be in the Stanley Cup final, you'd feel good about yourself. So how? my question with that particular quote is, how does Dallas line up to those other three teams that this scout mentioned? Vegas, Edmonton, Colorado. How, how do they line up against those teams? What do you all think? Obviously, they're way deeper than Edmonton and Colorado are. Colorado got purged after their Stanley Cup win, which is normal for what happens to a Stanley Cup champion. But the, the Stars have the star power that those teams have. Maybe not to the extent. I mean, McKinnon and McDavid are generational guys. But they still have the top line is still the best line in hockey. It, it's better than McDavid's line total. Now, McDavid is a way better hockey player. But the line altogether is the best line in hockey. And they have the depth all the way down. We have Matt Duchesne, Tyler Sagan, and Mason Marchman on our third forward line. That it's beats stupid. every other third forward <laughs> line in the National Hockey League. So on paper, we are better than both of those teams easily, I'd say. And I'd say our top pair is better than Vegas's. Their fourth line might be better than our fourth line is the only thing that I would give them. And their defense is definitely better. I don't but, know. Ty, Ty DeLandria on our fourth line, that guy was a Swiss Army knife last year. He was playing all the way through the lineup, and those guys are invaluable. And if you have a guy like that on the fourth line, that's ridiculous. 
that is something new for the stars this year too, is actually the ability to score on that fourth line as well. And that's something that kind of dropping Glenn Denning helps a little bit more as well is you actually have some real scoring potential there and having Delhi on the fourth line, if he can figure out how to slot in with that and how to get Fox to defeat him the puck a little bit more, we could see some real, some real scoring from that fourth line. Well, and the don't, Again, don't discount the addition of Craig Smith here because there was one particular quote I, I found. Uh, we liked him uh, talking about Craig Smith. I know we talked to his agent too. I don't think Minnesota would have let him go if they weren't dealing with... Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is about Sam Steele. I'm sorry. Anyways, they, they were they were in the article that I was reading. They were talking about him being an underrated uh, signing and that there were a bunch of other scouts that were really uh, impressed with that signing and how how little they got him for. And yes, he's a veteran. Yes, he's older. He's not going to score 20 goals like he used to, but he's still a really good guy who can play on the penalty kill, play on the fourth line, and he, he adds a lot more offense to that fourth line than Luke Lindending did. Yeah, but back, back to the original question, how we stack up against everybody. I think the only team that really compares to us on paper is the Vegas Golden Knights, and that's only if their goalie does exactly what he did during the playoffs and the end of the year last year. That's the only way we stack up. Which, I mean, he had a good first game, honestly. If y'all yeah. saw the game, he, he was playing out of his mind. But, but was it Aiden Hill who started the, the game? I think so, yeah. Yeah? I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't even know. I didn't, I, didn't I didn't watch the last game. So, um, Okay, anyways, moving on from that, just a couple more quotes from, from this particular article. Um, I like the moves Dallas made. I think they took some steps to shore up any of those questions on offense. They'll be the best team in the Central with Colorado. From there, it'll be about which of those teams really executes and stays healthy, keyword, for the playoffs. And yep. unfortunately, uh, th this kind of leads me into the next big question is about that healthy part of that uh, quote. Because we're already having to deal with injuries, which is not what we had to deal with at the beginning of last season. Last season, we had everybody healthy. Everybody was good to go for the most part. Yeah. And now we're already having to worry about Foxa, who got bulldozed into the board in one of the preseason games, and it was a ugly-looking hit. Um, we had to worry about Wyatt Johnston, who's nursing something minor, and it looks like, but it looks like he'll be in the opening night. Yeah. Uh, yep. Um, Paw which, I mean, as you, you can say what you want about Hawk and Paw, but he is in our top six, and he is a very useful defenseman, especially on the penalty kill. Uh, but then we got to talk about the big one, which we still haven't even seen him hit the ice in a while, is Rope Hints. And uh, I was reading an article from Saad today. who He was doing like a training camp like wrap-up, like talking about what happened and who impressed the most. But his biggest question was, is Rope Hintz's health going to be an issue for the whole season like it was two years ago, where he was basically playing a game, not playing a game, playing a game, not playing a game. And the question is still out there whether he's going to be ready for opening night. And it actually came out today that he's going to be a game-time decision for tomorrow, which is not a good uh, not a good sign whatsoever for tomorrow. So uh, can y'all talk about just especially Rope, but talk about how important the injury bug is going to be for the Dallas Stars this season to stay healthy, to stay healthy. Yeah, and that's a big thing that we didn't see really at all last year. We had a, Miro got hurt for a couple weeks, and Otter got hurt for a couple weeks. And those are obviously really big losses, but they were for a really short period of time. Um, 
Yeah, that really distracted me. Ryan and James both took a drink <laughs> at the exact same time. Yeah, no, it was okay, really so weird. They ran, random that. thing. You remember when we did? I forget what game. It must have been Game Five in the Vegas series when we when we had the overtime goal, and as soon as that we came live, we started screaming, and then both James and I put our headphones on at the same time. It was like instant synchronization. Sorry, weird. Anyways, anyway, back to Chris, what I going. was saying. Yes, we didn't going. have to Sorry. deal with injuries almost at all last season. So <laughs> the way my brain works is that means we're going to deal with a good bit this year. But luckily for us, we have some outstanding players that somehow are starting in the AHL just because of how deep our roster is. Having Logan Stangevin and Bork as forward options, they can slot into a first or second line role pretty much instantly, probably. And then we have Lean Bixel, Bischel, however he wants it to be pronounced. I guess we'll find out in five years. But he is an outstanding guy who could slot into the <laughs> defensive core super easily as well. He was impressing all over the place. So we have three guys that on any other hockey team would have made the lineup except for ours. So even with injuries, that's not a really good excuse for me with how deep this hockey team is. You should it, still be winning games with injuries. It would take an absolute disaster. I mean, you're, you're talking take, like Vegas Golden Knights previous season 500 lost games. Yes, <laughs> yes. That, that's what it would take to to be a valid excuse for this hockey team. And even then, they should still make the playoffs, I feel like, with how, with how good of players they have. But, yeah, we'd definitely look for more injuries to happen this year just as law of averages. And, and uh, Brooke over here, oh, not Brooke, sorry. Ardell over here was reading my mind completely. Goalie injury and we are screwed. That was my next question was about uh, the depth for the Dallas Stars when it comes to goaltending. Wedgwood is a very capable backup. Otter is a number one goalie in this league. Top five goalie in this league. Excuse me. Pardon my, me for not giving He's him the starter. credit he deserves. But – after him and after Wedgwood, there's not really anybody that can come in and play a solid number three role. Because you got other teams who have got three solid goalies, like, for example, Carolina. You've got Anderson, you got Ranta, and then you've got Kochekov, who is playing down in the AHL. So is that going to be a huge issue for the Dallas Stars? Because their defense is not as solid as their offense is. If, if our defense was really, really solid like the, the Vegas Golden Knights was, I wouldn't worry too much about who is in net uh, to a certain well, extent. But is that something we should look forward to maybe over the next couple of months? Maybe there's a, a goalie on waivers that Jim Null sees and he snatches him off waivers just for extra depth on uh, in the net. What, what, well, what do you all think about that? Well, our defense is very good. Our, our blue liners are not as deep as, is what we're talking about. Our team defense was number two overall last year. So our defense is very good, but I, I get what you're saying. We are not deep at all. We do. We have two NHL goalies. And after that, we have barely AHL goalies. I mean, honestly, it's kind of a stretch to have them in Cedar park, but th that's what we got. And that's what the cap situation has done. So we're just going to have to, I mean, <laughs> Deal it doesn't it. it doesn't matter if we just score seven goals every game, right? There you go. That works too. <laughs> I don't want to go back to Lindy Rough era. <laughs> yes, please no score that much. Mm -hmm. It was fun, but like not for playoffs. And so But yeah, that's okay. a big thing to watch for. We need to keep our goalie healthy. Mm -hmm. I I absolutely one hundred percent agree with that. So uh a lot of the scouts talking about the blue line as well. This is one of the quotes from them. Look at what happens when he's not on the ice. Talking about Miro. 
I just don't like their defensive depth after number one. If Miro isn't on every night, it's not like they have someone else who can carry them. So then the then the article goes into the obvious. Who's the number two defenseman? Yeah, Is it Harley? Is it Lundqvist? Is it Ezra Lindell? We we don't know. There's three guys that could fill in that role as the number two. Well, it, but it's gonna be if Ryan Miro. Stewart. If if Miro is hurt for an extended period of time, who is the number one? And Chris already answered it, which... Bleh. Darn you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Suter is our number two right now. He, he obviously shouldn't be our number two. The Stars don't have one. They don't have a number two defenseman is really what the answer is, and that's where the biggest problem is. But now if you look if you look at Harley, who slotted in very well during the playoffs in the end of last season, if he can just maintain what he did, not even grow on it, that would be amazing. Nils Lundqvist, uh, Pete DeBoer said he had the best offseason of anybody on the team was Nils Lundqvist. And if he can take a, a big step, that would be outstanding. And if you look down that lineup, if it works out the way we want it to, our bottom pair is a very good bottom pair. We just don't have a great number two. And our second pair is kind of average. So it, it's really, as long as things work out with Harley and Lundqvist, it's a decent little de- defensive core there. And also, we can keep Miro on the ice all the time. He proved it. <laughs> and we will. 30 minutes a night. Let's go. Yeah, and, and he, there was no problem. I mean, he, well, he had his best season. No, he had his best season. He, he, you could tell he was getting tired in some games, but he would always come back the next game fresh. Yeah, it, it, and he had his best season by a wide margin, and he's looking to make another big step. Okay, so looking into this, I'll, I'll, this is a big question that I, I would like to ask. So last year we saw Jamie Benn come out of nowhere and seemingly out of nowhere, and he had 78 points, which was a lot of people forget that's only four points less than when he won the Art Ross all those years ago. Is we we kind of talked about him and whether he's going to keep that pace up if he if if that combo with him and Johnson is still going to continue doing well. But I want to talk about Tyler Sagan for a second because uh, David Castillo actually had a really good article talking about him and basically saying that Tyler Sagan could have a Renaissance season this year. What would a Renaissance season look like for Tyler Sagan? Are we looking 30 goals, 40 assists for 70 points? Are we looking 60 points? Are we looking more than that? What, what do y'all think? Well, I was watching, so the Stars posted one of their open eye series things, you know, kind of digging into some behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, And there was a mic'd-up moment in practice where Sagan was talking to Matt Duchesne, and he he, he was shooting him straight. He was like, we're going to win a lot of hockey games, and we're going to make you rich. (laughs) You want to know how (laughs) we're going to make you rich? You're going to get a lot of apples. So what I'm expecting is Sagan is going to shoot a lot and he's going to score a lot of goals. And Matt Duchesne is going to get a lot of assists and he's going to make a big old paycheck next year. And I just, I just love that that quote from Sagan. I mean, everyone knows what the one-year deal is. I mean, Matt Duchesne is not worth $3 million for one year. He's worth way more than that. But Duchesne's looking to get paid next season. Everybody knows that. And Duchesne wanted to get paid next season aligns with our interests. We want him to get paid too, because he's going to get us a ton of assists and a ton of goals and wins the Stanley cup. So uh, that's another thing that I love about this team. There's, there's no beating around the bush. There's no bull crap. I mean, everyone knows what's going on. Everyone is being straight up with each other. The expectations to win the cup and Duchesne wants to win the cup and get paid. I mean, I, I just love people being straight up like that. And 
yeah, I think Sagan's going to be trying to score goals. Ducci's going to be trying to get some assists. What do you think, James? Do you, do you see a Benissance-type season coming from Tyler Sagan? I really hope so. I mean, in, in terms of big injuries, it, it does kind of line up with a lot of other players' timelines. I mean, like, normally three seasons after the big injury is when you start to get at least somewhat back up to speed. Sometimes it's only, like, the one season off, but... You have seen before where players will have two seasons just kind of like meh after big injuries like that. And then the third season, they're able to make it back. It's just like it, it either it, it happens this season or it's not going to happen at all, which is kind of the yeah. scary thing, too. And I think normally what happens after that, like second season of not great, like you said, James, is they play differently. I mean, we talked a lot last year or last offseason about how Ben would have to play differently. And he did less ice time, more energy, more speed. He changed his skating. He, he changed the way he played hockey and he got rewarded for it. We, we always talked, compared it to Ovechkin. Ovechkin used to play smash mouth, throw his weight around hockey. And he changed it to sitting in his kitchen and doing one thing really well, sitting on the one timer. And still Se scores 50 goals. And still scores 50 goals a year. Sagan needs to figure out how to score goals without being fast. Because he's not fast anymore. He lost his legs. So, But he, he totally has the hockey skill and the hockey brain to do it. He just needs to figure it out. So going forward, I, I really wanted to talk about him because unfortunately with the injury that Rope Hintz is dealing with right now, he has been the key guy, filling guy for when Rope has been out. So mm -hmm. if he has to play there for an extended period of time, I think that hurts the chemistry of the line a little bit without the speed of Rope there. But, I mean, Tyler is really going to have to step it up if Rope is going to be out for an extended period of time. It doesn't seem that way. It doesn't seem that way but off of the way that they're talking about uh, Rope and him being possibly a game-time decision for Thursday. But uh, let me get it. Let me ask you all this because I, I think this is also stupid uh, how they did this. So the Stars play on Thursday, and then there is literally four days in between their game on Thursday, and then they don't play again until next Tuesday. So if I'm Pete DeBoer and I'm looking at Rope Hints, and it looks like he is incredibly close, but there is a possibility that he hurts himself in that first game. I maybe you leave him out for the first game. And I mean, it's basically another week until we have another game. So if, if a, another week will be good for Rope hints and long-term that will be good for him uh, going forward in the season, maybe you sit him down and say, Hey dude, chill. We'll be okay for the first game. I, I'm really sorry. I know you're excited. It's the it's first game back. But for your benefit and for the benefit of the team, you need to sit out this first game. Yeah. If he's not 100%, he's not playing. I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. Yeah. I, I pretty much agree with that, too. I don't think – I know it's a little different because it's season opener, but you, you just can't – you can't risk it this year. You just can't. Maybe if it's like – like you know your team has to have a good start to be able to make it into the playoffs. Maybe you you risk it, but like I, I think this team is going to make it into the playoffs regardless. So 
Hey guys, it's Ryan here. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there either. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Just one example here is Thursday Night Football on the 12th. The Broncos are at the Chiefs, and the Chiefs right now, their money line is at minus 520, and the Broncos are at a plus 390. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. So taking a look at the lines at practice tonight, Rope Hans was out there, but he was not taking any line rushes. So if... This is what we're going to see on opening night, and this is what we're expecting to see. This is what we've got. We've got uh, Sagan, Robertson, Pavelski on the top line. No surprise there. We got Duchesne, Marchment, and Dodonov on there as well. So a little bit of a of a different, not bad. It's pretty it's pretty good. I, it's very interesting. And then because of that injury to Ropa Hintz, Delandria actually bumps up to the third line, and he's playing with Ben and Johnston in, in the center. And then the fourth line still looks pretty good with Foxa, Craig Smith, and Sam Steele there. Uh, I think they're all centers, right? I think all three of them are centers. Um, so even even with even with that, that's still a pretty good opening lineup. And uh, like I said, Delandre is key for being that Swiss Army knife and being able to play in the middle six when he's needed to be. Yeah, and honestly, you were kind of showing some fears with Sagan being on the top line. I have none. I mean, we saw last season he slotted in there and was perfectly fine on the top line, and they were almost good enough to keep Rope off when he came back for a little bit there. You're right, because then they didn't even put Rope back in the center when he was healthy again. Not it immediately. Was, I, I think it was two periods, but, <laughs> but still. <laughs> it notable. didn't last long. <laughs> it, it was notable. And then... That's also just where Sagan wants to be. I mean, it, almost his entire career, he was a number one center. And that's the guy he wants to be. He wants to be the guy. So it, he's probably more confident in that spot than he is even in a third-line center role. Yeah. And, and the, the line dynamic does change a little bit because you're going, you're going from speed demon who just makes space for everyone to now you kind of have you, – you have three, like, incredibly shooters. intelligent and and strong shooters too all on the same line all and they they're passing sometimes they just all be in the in the spots that they expect i mean even sagan taking hence his spot i mean he knows 
he knows where Hens is going to be as well, just because of how the line busts out. I mean, that that's like that that's how smart those players are on that top line. Yeah. So not too worried about that. And like you said, Hens is gonna be day to day as long as it's just not the naggy injury like we saw from two years ago. So taking a look at the defensive pairings, they're nothing that we didn't see during the preseason. Suter is with Haskinen. Hopefully we'll keep our fingers crossed and we'll see how that goes. But then the other two pairings are much more interesting. They're different than last year. You've got Harley with Hawkenpaw and you've got Lindell with Lundquist. Now, I mean, does it really matter which one is the number two pairing because of the way that Pete DeBoer plays? I, I don't think it matters. Yeah. Yeah. They're, so, they're about the same. So, and if they can stay that way, I think that would be ideal. And that would give us honestly a very good, Defensive blue line. Other than Suter. <laughs> Again, I, I really think this team... You go and get out a, a number two defenseman. You know, the, the Shea Tall Theodore. <laughs> yeah, a, a Shea Tall Theodore ass. to Alex Petrangelo. This yeah. team, it looks unbeatable. <laughs> what team isn't saying that, though? Man, if we just had Shea Theodore, darn. well i mean like you remember it for a while he was the number one guy and then when they signed petrangelo he was the number one guy and shay theodore went to the second pairing that's ridiculous yeah but But, everybody wants a guy like that so we're not gonna get one (laughs) i think we will i i I don't i don't think it's gonna happen anytime soon but you think trade deadline we get a number a true number two defense there's there's no cap space ryan there's no cap space and there's no players there's no players available even I, if they're, think, even if I think players do become work. available, there's nothing we can do to get a number two defenseman on this team. If Neil does that, then he be, then he is the GM of the year again. I mean, back to back if he does that. <laughs> okay, well, just because there's a lot of people talking about it over in in the chat, uh, talking about Yoel Kiviranta and Riley Tufty, just just so everybody knows, Riley Tufty had an amazing preseason for Colorado and it. Did not matter. He still got sent down to the AHL. He's with the Colorado Eagles down there. And then uh, Yoel Kiviranta got released from his professional tryout, but he was invited to the Colorado Eagles AHL team. And he actually, I believe, did sign a contract very recently, uh, an AHL contract down there. So both of of those guys are down there just so that y'all are fully aware of what's going on there. So... Okay, uh, let's look forward to uh, tomorrow night's game, you guys. So, uh, the Stars will be opening the season up against the dreaded Jordan Bennington and the St. Louis Blues. Uh, what's something you would like to see the Stars do opening night? Score a goal. Yeah, there we go. That's a good. That's a good first. One. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I'm going to give an honest answer, they need to start these games fast. And the games at home, they need to impose their will in the first period, which is something that it felt like didn't always happen uh, in the home games last year, especially. It happened a lot more on the road, actually, is us playing our game on them. But we need to play Stars hockey from the beginning and just wear them out. It needs to be the thing where, like, there's no way they can keep this up for another 40 minutes after the first period is over. That's what we need to see. We need to see total domination from the start and guy is absolutely ready to go. 
jokingly, I would like to see this. Brian over on Facebook saying, embarrass Bennington and make him throw a tantrum. I would love oh, to see that. He'll embarrass himself. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> he'll embarrass himself. We don't got to do that. <laughs> but uh, I agree with you, Chris. I, I, I think it would be a really big thing for the Stars to come out and really completely dominate their will on the St. Louis Blues. Because despite the Blues not being looked at as a playoff team right now, they're in that mix for that third spot. Them, the Predators, uh, and the Jets. So I, I don't know. In the Wild, yeah, sorry. I left out the Every, Wild. Everyone so. else in the Central. <laughs> Except for Chicago. Is your Bedard's doing? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Throw the Coyotes in there too while we're at it. Actually, the Coyotes did get better too. I don't. I still don't think they're making the playoffs. But, anyways, uh, I would like. I really would like to see the it, to a couple of players that I'm really going to be kind of focusing on the most. And it, it's just because it's the biggest question for me is on the defensive side. How does Harley look? How does Lundqvist work? Because you've got two darts to throw at the dartboard. And one of those guys has to step up as the guy on the second pairing, whatever the second pairing is. So my, I'm going to be like laser focused probably on both of those guys and look, watching their play and really analyzing their play and figuring out, okay, is Lundquist did those 15 pounds that he gained muscle over the off season. Did that really benefit him as much? Uh, is Harley going to continue his trajectory into being possibly a number two defend, a, a true number two defenseman. I, I think it's going to take him a couple of years before he really gets up to that level. He's an NHL defenseman now, but one of those guys has got to step up. I'm not worried about the offense. I'm not worried about Ottinger. Those things will figure themselves out. Who is going to step up on that defensive line? That's going to be my biggest question. Yep. So I agree. And I, I'm I'm really more excited for Lundqvist than anything, honestly. I mean, he he came to we we traded a first round pick for him last year to get him because we needed someone else on defense. And he came here. He it was his spot, fully his spot. We it wasn't even a question. We played him, and basically by the end of the year, told him he wasn't ready and he wasn't good enough. Just like just like the Rangers told him the year before. I mean, especially. It, that that's got to be tough to take, especially when you're in the Rangers system. You're like, there's so many good defensemen around me. And then you go, you, you come to Dallas where defense is, or line defensemen are kind of a problem. I mean, we had, we were pretty short staff. We had Colin Miller, which is great, but I mean, he just couldn't stack up to pretty much any other third pairing, even honestly. I mean, yeah. And, and Stanley Cup contender third pairing. Yeah. I mean, even against Seattle, it was pretty rough. But well, Seattle's got depth there. But yeah, <laughs> I, I get, I get what you're saying. And, and he, he's obviously getting more confidence thrown his way as well because the power play units that are being put out in practices and in preseason games, he is fully the head of that second power play unit where Suter was last season for the majority of the time. So Lundqvist is the guy on the second power play unit, and that is, I think, a fantastic. Uh, insight into what the coaches are thinking about him moving into this season also 15 pounds is a lot that's a lot that's <laughs> that is a lot in one off season okay so so I, i'm glad you pulled that up chris i can't yeah. believe we haven't talked about that yet is uh the power play so 
the fact that Lundqvist is on the second power play unit, is that really a testament to how much he's improved over the offseason? Or over Harley? I mean, that is impressive because Harley could be that number two guy on that second power play unit as well. So is that more indicative of he's better than Harley or is that indicative of, you know, they're just trying to get Lundqvist going and they're giving him a shot before they just give it back to Suter or try Harley out? What do you, what do you think? I think he definitely has more potential than Harley, honestly. His, his, his skating and stick handling together is really what's impressive. I mean, that, that's why, I mean, his first goal with Dallas was him skating all the way around the offensive zone, skating down and then just flipping it over the goaltender's shoulder. That that's what I that's what I want to see from him more. Yeah, I, I think his offensive potential is much higher than Harley's is. I think Harley's probably a smarter guy at this point in his career, but it, it's it, it's more indicative of the coaching staff just showing that they are putting their trust in Lundqvist this year. Like last year, we, everyone knows what happened. He got pulled at the end of the year. Everyone understands. This year, he he's going to be called upon to do that because we we don't have anyone else. But there's no Colin Miller anymore. Lundqvist is being called to Lundqvist and Harley are being called to fill that role. And that that's a good amount of minutes. We talked about it in the, in the preseason show. It's that was average of 16 minutes per night. That is a full workload that, that is going to need to be filled. So let's wrap, let's wrap this up. Let's make a prediction. Who wins the game and what's the score? Stars win four to one. Uh, stars win in uh, th- three did nothing shutout because oh. Otter's gonna shut everyone out. Okay. No goals this season. No goals at all. <laughs> One thousand go- save percentage. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna go eighty-two and zero with a a zero 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 GAA and a one thousand save. Percentage. Well, technically, he can have a one thousand <laughs> save percentage and not get eighty-two wins. That's true. That is true. I hadn't <laughs> thought about that. That's loss. very true. Okay. All right. Uh, just and, and just so just to be fun and be different, and because we need work on this, okay. I'm gonna say the stars win in overtime, four Not to three. Overtime. Oh no. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna live dangerously and say the stars win four to three in overtime. And I'm gonna you know who who's gonna do get the uh, overtime goal? No longest. Nose on coast. We don't talk about overtime in this podcast. We don't think that overtime actually exists. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not a real it's thing. It's a tie. Okay. I'm sure it's hey, not. Hey, it, it, it's an every other year thing. All right. Uh, One no, year we we're bad. Two, we did it two years year, in a row, Ryan. We no. Two, that breaks the streak. That's not good. <laughs> karma. Karma. I'm okay. Concerned. It's coming back in our way. It's okay. All right. Okay. Who's first goal of the season? Yeah. Yeah. Brandon put the question up. So. Who scores the first goal of the season? I don't think anybody would have picked uh, Mason Marchment to be the first one to and score I'm picking last Mason year. Marchment so. part two. That's what I was going to do. <laughs> Mason um, Marchment. I want him to it. score. He, he needs it. He needs to start this season off on the right foot, just like he did last year. And he's got to get all the bad juju out of his brain from what happened at, towards the tail end of last season. And he's got to start anew. I think what I'm going to say... Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say Joe Pavelski because everyone keeps talking about father time and 
Oh, well, eventually he's going to slow down and he's going to he's spitting father time's face. Yes, exactly. And I, I, I fully expect that to continue from Joe Pavelski. So I, I think he's going to get the first goal. We'll see. We'll see who gets the first goal. Oh, James, that's kind of cheating. First goal, Robo. Of okay, of course he's gonna get the first first goal. But we're we're trying <laughs> we're trying to think outside the box here and think weird. Or Ardell, <laughs> Sam Steele scores the first goal. If you're betting, please bet on Robo. <laughs> DraftKings. Play to happen. Yes. Okay. Promo All right. Well, anyways, guys, we're really looking forward uh, to the start of the season tomorrow. I believe the game time is seven thirty. Is that correct, James? Seven. Seven. I knew I was wrong. Uh, it's going to start. It's at seven, and it's on Valley Sports Southwest. We'll see if that yeah. partnership continues through the season. <laughs> well, uh, I don't think so either. They already <laughs> dropped. Did y'all see they already dropped the Coyotes? They already dropped the Coyotes, and the Coyotes already made uh, different arrangements with a local channel there. And they and uh, I see them on TXA Twenty One again, like we did several years ago. Y'all remember that? That was weird. Oh yeah, man. And, and it, before that, Friday's it was, on TXA Twenty One. Well, and then before that, it was uh, b- before y'all's time. It was on KDFI Twenty Seven, and then it was called My Twenty Seven, and then it went to TXA Twenty One. My Twenty Seven, yes. And they had reruns of like everybody loves Raymond and stuff like that. Um. Anyways, one more thing. One more thing before we uh before we get into our who cares segment tonight because we have to mention it because I am shocked. The Rangers are five and zero in the playoffs oh and they're in the ALCS. That How is cool amazing. That? I fully wrote them off once they dropped out of the playoff spot. I was like, you know what? I'm done. I hate baseball now and forever. It worked. It worked, Chris. And it worked. <laughs> I tell you what. And I've been watching the games of the postseason, and they keep on winning. And they're winning by a lot. And they can pitch now, too. And now we're going to get more pitchers back maybe this this series. It's going to be fantastic. I'm, okay. I'm happy. I'm excited. And, man, Rangers versus Astros, it's going to be a war zone at my That's what I was going to – I wasn't sure if they had won the game or, or yet they or did. not. Because it was 3-2 to two in the bottom of the eighth last time I checked. So they did win. So it is an all – Texas showdown in the American League Championship Series. How cool is that? That's going to be so much fun. So so all you Houston Stars fans, for the next two weeks, you're dead to me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's so awesome. Like The the rivalry between DFW fans and Houstonians, it's so awesome because Houstonians hate DFW teams. DFW teams are just like, go away, little brother. Yeah, little brother. Go away, little brother. Right. Okay, so anyways, I, I just thought that was worthy of mentioning before we continue on. But, uh, I, I mean, we've got a whole weekend of no hockey, so you got to watch some sort of sports something. I, I'm not sure when the ALCS will start, but I'm assuming Saturday, maybe even Friday. I can't remember. I think it's Sunday, actually. Oh, really? Wow, that's kind of they, – they normally start pretty quick, but I guess I not. I don't recall. This is not a baseball podcast, so we did not uh, – Okay, but there's a lot prepare. of – there's a lot of DFW fans that listen to us. So, <laughs> Brian, not the well, Cowboys. We're just going to go right over that, okay? We're going to go right over that and pretend that's just go that, better than the Texans. Uh, Chris, when is AM getting a hockey team? UT has one. Don't they have a uh, hockey team? AM does have a hockey team, and they consistently beat UT every single year. Because <laughs> they, don't they do like a. Don't they do it on the Island Americans uh, ice? 
sometimes? Nope, you're wrong. No? Where do they do it? Remind me. Uh, Is it Comerica Center, maybe? Nope. They do it at the Aggies home ice, or they do it at UT's home ice. Really? I, I swear know, like there a was... a hockey game. There, there was one game. I swear it was, it was several years ago There was one game now. that they did it at the Winter Classic, but they only played like 40 minutes, and it was really weird. Oh, well. Still, who cares? That it was one. fun. <laughs> okay. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. We are in our Who Cares segment for the evening. Uh, I guess it was sort of kind of my idea, so I'll go ahead and introduce it. Uh, I'm pretty sure we've done different types of things like this before, but we are doing our top three gummy candies this evening. Our top three gummy candies. So, uh, who would like to go first? Or am I going first? You're going first. I'm I'm going first? Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, they are not called kazoozles anymore, but they're like those sweet... This is my they're number kazoozles. three. They're, they're, they're called... For now and forever. Okay. They're, they're like... The, the actual name of them now is like Sweetheart Sweet Ropes. Ropes or something. That's yeah. so lame. That's so and lame. They, Call and they have, they have two different kinds. They have like, a, I don't even, original, whatever their original is. And then they have a strawberry kind. The strawberry kind Maybe. is way better. Amanda have you had the watermelon ones? Oh, there's watermelon ones? There's watermelon Oh, ones. I'm in trouble. I'm going to have to yeah, go find yeah. them. Yeah, get on Amazon right now. All right. <laughs> Wait, I forgot Chris. what my number three was. No, I remember now. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know why this, this feels like a new candy to me, but I, I don't think it is, but it feels like it is. Nerds gummy clusters. You took a nerd rope and you cut it up into little pieces. Brilliant. Love whoever did that. He's he's my favorite. Nerds gummy cluster. Boom. That's yeah, my not, number three. Yes, sir. I, 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 number I, one. I figured them out, and, and I probably ate them for three weeks straight. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> did you know they did you know they have different kinds of, of gummy clusters? Yeah, they got very berry. Yes, and, and they've got uh, the, the rainbow one. Oh yeah, the rainbow one's the best one. I actually I actually like the very berry ones better. I do they need to come out with like individual like I want strawberry nerds gummy cluster. That's what I want. I want a grape nerds gummy cluster. Oh, so Let's not like a out. mixture. No not mixture. like a mixture. I want a straight flavor. Okay. Figure it right. out, everybody. So I guess we're at mine. We're at me, number two? Yes. Okay. All right. My number two is just the classic uh, gummy lifesavers. The, the classic ones. There, there's so many different variations now. They've got, like, the collisions now. They've got, like, uh, just the red ones or just the berry ones or whatever. But you can't go wrong with the classic ones. And those are the ones that I've been uh, eating quite often Uh to the detriment of my teeth, but <laughs> they're really good, and I've eaten them since I was little. So that's my number two, Chris. Okay. My number two is a terrible choice, to be honest. Not a good one. Not even really a candy, but kind of is. Um, Welch's Juicefuls. You take that's interesting. So, do, do fruit snacks count as candy? Well, see, these I think you can make an argument in terms for of how much sugar they have, probably. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and yeah, these, make... trust me, they got a ton. These are basically gushers, but, but they hurts. don't stick in your teeth, and they taste like more normal fruit snacky than the gushers do. Which, honest, I, I'll accept. A, I'll accept a gusher. Gushers are good, 
These have perfected the juice-filled gummy snack game. Welch's Juice Fools. And they're at all the gas stations now. Everybody knows. Everybody knows they're the best fruit snack candy combo thingy. I don't know. I'm calling them a candy. Welch's Juice do they? Do they only have one kind or do they have like multiple different kinds? There are several. I haven't actually tried them yet. There are several. They're really good. They're very good. They're you had them from the gas station, good. James? I have. I've had They're them from the store, too. Oddly refreshing, I would say. They're would you prob- agree? Yeah, they're probably the best in terms of, like, light gummy, you know? Yeah, you don't feel like you want to die after you eat a whole bag of these. Well, <laughs> mm, probably still depends do. on the size of the bag. If I ate a whole bag of Gushers, though, I would, like, I'd be vomiting if I ate the whole thing, so... I, I would be on the toilet for like hours. That after, was long when James gushers. number two. Uh number two. Uh my number two is the watermelon sour patch kids. Oh, good choice. Very good choice. Good choice. Well, mine's kind of boring because we already talked about it, but my number one is a recent number one is the gummy clusters. And it, it's very good. I I mean it's like every single time I Are go they to the new? They're newer. I mean, they didn't exist three years ago, I don't think. I mean, they're just the nerd ropes, but they cut them up to where it's actually, like, yeah, like okay, so Yeah, okay, so hold on. <laughs> sliced <laughs> bread <laughs> is just bread that was sliced. The okay, guy's still like, a genius, whoever did okay, it. Okay, so hold on. Let's talk about this for a second, because nerd ropes have been around for, like, ages, right? They've been around for, like, 15, 20 years, right? Like, why did it take so long for whoever up. makes the nerd ropes to just go... And put them in a bag. Like, it took them, like, 20 years to figure that out. I mean, a nerd's rope is good, but it's unwieldy. I mean, you can't be an adult and go and buy a four-foot nerd's rope. I mean, that's unacceptable <laughs> in our society. Is that wrong? You're not wrong. Yes, You're not wrong. wrong. It should be acceptable in our society, but it's not. <laughs> so so You get some dirty have... looks. Exactly. You definitely get some dirty looks going at, like, leaving the a store. Bag, a bag of candy. It's like, oh, well, that guy just doesn't care about his health, but that... he's still a normal adult. <laughs> that that might be the most truthful statement you have ever said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Moving on from my number one, because it's boring because we already talked about it. Chris, what's your number one? Make it interesting. My oh. number one? Do James's number one. Yeah, mine at least will be a little one. bit more interesting than James's will. Uh, my number Ooh. one is Haribo gummy bears. Chris knows yes. it. Ryan knows it. Everyone in my family knows it. One time, one of my friends got me four bags of them for my birthday. Uh, one time, I went and bought the 25-pound bag. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I went to Germany so and bought you a bear. You got me. You got me. Where is a, it? A Go get it right hit. now, James. Uh, get, get the golden bear while I talk about my number okay. one. Uh, okay. Oh, wait. Haribos no, right are good. Oh, you literally have it on the shelf behind yeah, you? Yeah, I have it on the serious? shelf behind you. There you go. <laughs> Haribo Bear. It's from, from the Haribo factory, so. From oh, their man, home factory awesome. in Bonn. I know way too much it's about amazing. Haribo now. I'm anyway, very jealous of you. Um, My favorite gummy candy. This is going to be controversial because I can fully understand why someone would not like these. Um, But it is the Skittles gummies. Hmm. Oh, those are good. The I first had time those. I had them, I was like, oh, they're just going to taste like a you know, normal fruity gummy. And I ate it, and it was it was a Skittle. It just tastes I like was fully confused. <laughs> it tastes exactly like Skittle, and I don't know how they did that. I don't know how they took a Skittle and gummified it. Like, that's but, all they but, did. It tastes you exactly know, like Skittles. But, you know, Chris, if I wanted Skittles, I would have bought Skittles. But you get Skittles 
with the delicious gummy texture. That's it's really what? good, James. Have you not? Have you tried them? I, I have want, had them. I like the normal Skittles more. I than want gummies. to go oh, back to, no. to eating the Flintstone gummies when somebody actually cared about me and my health. That's the reason I eat gummy <laughs> candy. So if I want to taste Skittles and feel Mother loved, I get the gummy Skittles. You, you mean you didn't have to eat like the hard chalk Flintstones, Chris? Nope. My mom. What the loved heck me. is this favoritism? My mom loved me. I got the gummy Skittles. I did not. <laughs> Starburst gummies oh. were number four, Meadow. Yeah, that I was that I was actually literally thinking about that before he even he even uh, commented on that. Like seriously, like shout out to Starburst. I'm surprised it didn't end up in any of our top three. They have but their there's duos so many- now. The duos are good. Very interesting. Ryan they look didn't, pretty. Ryan didn't even choose his trolley Starburst gummy worms. I was and shocked. I, I, I've been. I, I know you're shocked, but like, you just ate them too much. I, I think I do. Yeah, I really think that's what it is. It only took you 29 years. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, from beginning of high school till like two years after college, the only snack that Ryan would get from the gas station was trolley gummy worms. And it had to be trolley. It had had to be trolley. If they didn't have trolley, trolley, he wouldn't get it. Well, I mean, I mean, and I even had, I I even tell my kids this I had what I call the sour neon gummy worm method, right? And it, it helped me with practice in the practice room when I was in college. This so, yeah. So what I would do is I each time I played something right, I would move. I'd have like I, I literally had like this 50 pound bag of these trolley neon gummy worms. And I each time I played a measure or certain amount of music correctly, I'd move it over. And I would have to get five right. And then that would go into my bank account that i was allowed to eat after i was done practicing right well if i got sugar instrument kiddos yeah so if i got four right but then the fifth time i got it wrong i didn't get to eat any of those and i had to restart back over at one right so i I had to go in five at a time in order for that to work so and i it worked i was a great musician after i figured out that method so he was long story that nobody cares about but anyways (laughs) all right guys anything else for this evening Nope. It's I'm hockey tired. eve, the second most wonderful eve of the of the year. I think it's the, the best eve of the year. That was a stupid uh, stupid thing to say. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Chris is stared at me and like you're an idiot. Anyways, I'm gonna wrap up before I turn red and get embarrassed anymore. Uh thank you guys for listening into this episode here tonight. We're really excited for the Dallas Stars to take the ice. Tomorrow evening at 7 o'clock against the St. Louis Blues at American Airlines Center. Hopefully, we see Robey Hints on the ice there tomorrow evening. And as always, I forgot to mention them at the beginning of the episode, but thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. We really appreciate them. They've been a sponsor of our uh, podcast and of our network for for the last three years that we've been doing this, and we really appreciate them. Go and check out sarcasticremarks.com for all the latest information from us. We're going to be really starting to ramp up these uh, blog posts so we give you an additional Stars content after every single game and dur- through the duration of your week. And, of course, we will be back with you again tomorrow night for our first AGR of the season. Along with Chris and James, my name is Ryan. We will catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening. Whenever you guys are listening, and we will see you guys again tomorrow night. Let's go, stars!